Antigone. Let me sit down for a minute or two. Where are we now? Whose turn is it today to show two hungry tramps some hospitality? I've learnt patience, but even a famous king exhausts himself and tires of everything. Where are we now? See if you can find out. Speak to the locals, if there are any, so we can conduct ourselves as they see fit. Down near the water, there's a great shining city, with palaces and columns, larger than Thebes. I think it must be Athens I see down there, its crowded squares and markets. While up here, we are on quiet, perhaps holy ground, a sacred grove with vines and olive trees. It's very peaceful here. No noise, no breeze, and not a soul in sight. Only the sound of a few nightingales among the leaves. And over here, there's a natural rock seat. You must be exhausted. Here, I'll help you sit. Daughter, your patience must be exhausted too. Guiding a doddering blind man everywhere. Watching his footsteps morning, noon and night. It's really been quite a long time, hasn't it? It's only natural. What else would I do? Ah, this rock seat feels like a proper chair. Athens, you said. You can see Athens down there. Yes, but I can't name this particular spot. The grove has its own peculiar atmosphere, although we only happened on it by chance. I don't quite grasp its true significance, but I'll see if there's anyone in the vicinity. Will you be all right if I leave you here? Oh, I'm all right. Don't worry about me. Sit still. I think there's someone in the lane. Who is it? Somebody coming here, you mean? He's right in front of you, so speak to him. My daughter, friend, whose bright eyes are my own, says you can perhaps tell me where I am. Uh, this is Kelowna, sir. But for heaven's sake, you mustn't sit there on that holy rock. You must come out of there before we speak. I didn't realize. What god inhabits it? Great goddesses. The daughters of earth and night. What do I call them in my obsequies? We say the Eumenides, or the kindly ones. Perhaps I'll find some peace with them for once, since this is where I intend to end my days. The kindly ones. A happy circumstance. And to think we only happened on it by chance. I shall have to speak to someone in authority. Yes. But first, satisfy my curiosity. What is this place my daughter and I have found? A sacred grove devoted to the amenities and the sea god Poseidon, lord of the seas. This rough Acropolis is the Athenian rock. That horseman there, for whom the town is known, was called Colonus. The town is called Colonus. You won't find much about it in a history book. There aren't too many things written on us. But those of us who live here don't complain. Who governs here? What monarch or citizen? Theseus, king of Athens. It's his domain. Do you think I could meet King Theseus face to face? My friend, you've an authoritative voice. You're clearly serious, though in a serious state. And an important man in your own right. 
My advice to you is to sit here and wait while I report this to the town committee. We won't send word just yet down to the city. It's not something to talk about to everyone until the people here reach an opinion. Daughter, has he gone now? The man who spoke. He's gone. There's only me. Speak as you like. You kindly ones who frown and smile upon us. Whose grove gives me repose here in Colonus. Receive me now into your gentle grace. So I can end my days in this holy place. Thanks for your help in my last bid for peace. I die in a thunderstorm, the Sibyl swore. And sure enough, there's thunder in the air, an atmosphere I've never felt before. I expect lightning. I expect a shock of electricity on this vibrant rock. Dark spirits, sisters of Athene's owl, show hospitality to my wandering soul. Have mercy on blind Oedipus' pitiful ghost, and take this broken heart to your own at last. Some local men are coming up the hill. Here, hide me in the grove without delay. Let's listen to what these people have to say. Where is this stranger we've been told about? He's hiding in a thicket, I've no doubt. What sacrilege, what ignorance to intrude without due reverence in the sacred wood. Good evening, friends. Be kind to a blind man, a wandering soul who means no harm to anyone. You must come out at once, whoever you are. Your eyes. Is that a recent affliction, sir? Sit down, if you wish, here in this rocky chair. Who are you now? And where do you come from? Consider me as a man without a home. Merely a man. Don't ask me who I am. Who are your kin? What brings you here today? Antigone. Daughter. What am I to say? Be open with them. It's the only way. I come from Thebes. My name is Oedipus. Not Oedipus. No, you can't remain with us. Look at the state of me. Won't you show some pity? Get gone before you infect us with impiety. I'm sure you're all of a kindly disposition. You've heard of my father's terrible mischance, his sins performed in tragic ignorance, and are aghast at this strange situation. Naturally so. But look at my own face. I am his daughter. He is a man of grace, a noble man afflicted by blind fate. Imagine if I were a child of your community. I am a sensitive woman and not a freak. Speak gently to him, if only for my sake, and offer us some measure of immunity. At least let an old man rest. Please take us in. Antigone, child, of course we grieve for you, but we must think of what the gods might do if we should seem to condone a grievous sin. So this is Athens' famous civilization, the source of art and science, philosophy, literature. Where else should we look for tolerance and reason, the great achievements of our human nature? Down there, somewhere amid your architecture, between this silence and the sea horizon, thought is cherished, and good sense not unknown. 
Why are they available to all but me? You shout and drive me from my sanctuary. The gods look equally on the saint and sinner. Look into your hearts and look to your own honor. Think hard before you decide and bring no shame on Athens' bright example and good name. You're right, of course. And we will say no more till the king comes since he has been sent for. Do you think he'll come in person to see me here? I'm sure he will when he hears who you are. And how will he know that if we haven't met? News travels fast. The word is already out. May he come soon. We've much to talk about. Good heavens. Can my eyes be playing tricks? Back down the road, riding between the rocks. Our own is Mane, under a straw hat, smiling and waving at us. It's her all right. Is Mane here? I can't believe my ears. So here you are. I find you at last, my dears. And now I can scarcely make you out for tears. It's good to hear your voice, is many love. How clever of you to find us in this grove. I was heartbroken, thinking you both were lost. Besides, I have some complicated news. I came with the one servant I can trust. One servant? Your brothers let you travel without... My brothers, yes. That's what I've come to talk about. They've grown degenerate in my absence then. Preoccupied with interior decoration while women do the work once done by men. Instead of striving for my restoration, they lie around the house and let their sisters take on the job of handling these disasters. Antigone here, devoted and dear-eyed, has been my indispensable nurse and guide. Constant companion in a hostile world, she too has walked the roads, hungry and cold. Heroic in rain and dust without complaint, giving me consolation and encouragement. And you, Ismene, slipping out in disguise, have kept us up to date with the latest news, knowing how much your banished father grieves. So what's the story? Any word from Thebes? It took me ages to find you this time round. And what a frightful trip. But never mind. I'm here at last, as you see, with my loved ones. I came post-haste so you should hear the truth, not indirectly, but from my own mouth. My darling brothers, your devoted sons, hotheads, the pair of them, have had a row with Creon, who has banished them from the state so that they live, like you, in exile now. They're hiding separately on the Argive Plain both hostile and suspicious of each other, each with an army of a thousand men and hoping to reinvade when the time is right. I wish I'd happier news to give you, Father. And how is Creon handling this bit of bother? He wants you back, to bring all sides together. He wants me back to keep an eye on me. Do the boys know about this curious plan? Oh, yes, but they would rather prepare for war. There's talk of some conspiracy, some intrigue. It's said they're forming an Achaean League with five more sportsmen, the aim being to march on the seven gates and put Thebes to the torch. What? Seven against Thebes? 
So they would rather reign in a ruin than reclaim their father. If so, let their rivalry be long and vile. What have they done to help me in my exile? Has either of them lifted a finger? No, nor tried to renew contact. Only you two, my daughters, have shown proper filial love and what great heroism you are capable of. My own sons making mischief behind my back. No good will come of that, we can be sure. I want nothing to do with this wicked war. Fight as they will, I wish them both bad luck. Though Thebes come after me, this sacred grove remains my refuge and my sanctuary, if heaven permits, and if it will receive me. Hardship has given me supernatural power. I exercise a new mystical authority. Athens will benefit from my presence here. We want to help you, Oedipus, in Colonus. So rest assured you can rely upon us. Will you please now listen to what we advise? Of course I will. I'm sure it's for the best. We need to set the kindly ones at rest. You must at once appease the deities whose rules you broke on your first coming here. You'd better show me how to put this right. What must I do? Is there some special rite? Ismene, can you show him? He has to bring a bowl of water from this holy spring and pour it out, his face to the evening light. Pour once, twice, and a third time. That's right. Empty the pitcher into the thirsty soil, imploring the kindly ones to save your soul. Now, harsh though it be to open an old wound, we want to ask you how you came to be blind. We've heard wild rumors about Oedipus. Will you not set the record straight for us? I see this is hard for you, so take your time. Don't think me guilty of a deliberate crime. Blindly, unknowingly, I slew my father by purest chance and married my own mother, his wife, who took her life when the truth was known. I couldn't bear to look upon what I'd done, so I tore out my eyes in grief and shame. Each child is your own sister, your own brother? Yes. I'm afraid we're all in this together. Of all the dire things, this is the direst thing. But someone's in the lane. Here comes the king. Oedipus. Yes. Your story is one I know. Who doesn't? It must be several years ago we heard you were cast out from your own hearth and self-condemned to live on the open heath. Your blind eyes, your demeanor, your ragged cloth convinced me you really are that ruined king. Unfortunate Oedipus. Is there anything you wish to ask of Athens or of me? I consider myself unshockable. Speak openly. I too know about exile and adversity, and won't refuse you refuge in our city. You will receive here nothing but respect. I'm only a man myself who knows what act of fate may strip me of my throne and power. None of us knows what fortune holds in store, so tell me now. What brings you here to me? Thebes seems the obvious place for you to be. Oh no. I shall never set foot in Thebes again. Banished by my own family, my own men, 
The past rules out all thought of restoration. I see no hope of reconciliation. But they will come to use me in their games. They want my sanction for their warlike aims. Even here, we're not safe from their stratagems. What friction could ever arise between our cities? Who knows what unpredictable animosities, what changing times or personal ambitions may threaten our traditional good relations. The sun shines here on this Athenian rock, but much can happen in a year, a week. Somewhere along the road, a hairline crack opening up and growing could mean a break and put an end to our best resolutions. Then, fire and sword, the lunacy of war. As for myself, I know my place is here. Oedipus, I agree to your frank demand. Welcome to Athens. Here, give me your hand. Make yourself at home as you think best. Come down to the city as my special guest, or stay here in Colonus where you can rest. You will be safe here, and your daughters too. These fine people will take good care of you. Theseus, thank you for your generosity. So come and stay with us in our great city. You'll find a new enlightenment down there, with drama and philosophy in the air. Thanks, but I'm my own best philosopher. For me, amusements are a thing of the past. This is the place for me. I must stay here. As you prefer. You know what you have to do. Trust me, I don't renege on solemn promises. Get strong here in these sacred premises. You've been a long time among dust and stones, but here you're in the hands of the kindly ones, who will protect you with their magic powers and watch you owl-like during the long night hours. You need have no fear of your Theban friends whose strength bears no comparison with ours. I leave you now, but leave you in good hands. This here is Colonus' glittering town, known everywhere for horses, known for its fine ships, where nightingales sing in our quiet glades and hills, the warm peace of our ivy glens, in arbors hung with fruit and vines out of the burning sun, and glimpse the goat god with his naked nymphs. Washed in the dew of morning skies, grave asphodels with shining eyes sprinkle the forest floor and bright crocuses blink in shafts of light. Sparkling springs bubble and boil down to the fields and drinking soil, nourishing with their ample flow the rich loins of the earth below. With song and dance the muses thrive and teach the people how to live. The dark-eyed olive flourishes here in greater abundance than elsewhere. Its shade, the school each student knows. Its woods, a shield against our foes. Self-sown, self-grown and self-reliant. Watched by Athena day and night. The horse, though, is our chief resource. Poseidon's gift to us, the horse and the white horses of the sea we tamed here in our infancy, with bit and bridle, sail and oar, on the high road and foaming shore. And still we ride the salt sea wind, as in the first days of mankind. A fortunate spot indeed. I come in peace. There's no need for resistance or abuse. No reason for alarm, no cause to hide. I know we're in King Theseus's countryside and very nice it is with its woods and glebes. No doubt you wonder what I'm doing here. I need our ex-king to return to Thebes. Oedipus, time to come home. We need you there. <laughs> 
We need you as we needed you once before. We ask you to forgive, to rest and thrive, not walk the roads like a tramp or fugitive. At least think of your daughters. Think of young Antigone, self-condemned to be your guide. She was always vulnerable. She is not strong. When will we see her as a blushing bride? Brother, come home with me. Thebes wants you back. Thank these good people who have shown such tact and come. Your exile has gone on too long. You've changed. Where is the sensible Creon now? You snap like somebody I hardly know. I may be blind, though not to your obvious tricks. This isn't family feeling, this is politics. You track me down so you can use my name and influence in some new strategic game. You're not here, are you, out of consideration, but from some diplomatic calculation. You're not here out of the kindness of your heart, but because you want me as a pawn, some sort of token, talisman, am I not right? Oh, I see through your schemes. Out of my sight. Go back the way you came. Leave me in peace. You might have answered with a better grace. You're cutting off your nose to spite your face. But there's a trump card I have yet to play. Men, seize the daughters. Take them both away. You daren't. These visitors have immunity within the confines of King Theseus' city. Take your hands off me, you sadistic scum. You keep the father. I have the daughters. Come. This is outrageous. This is an act of war. Release them, or armed only as we are, we shall resist with all means in our power. Oh, yes? Bravely said, but I don't think so. I want these women bound from top to toe. There's no more to be said. It's time to go. What's going on? I'm making sacrifices to the sea god when I hear the sound of voices raised in anger. Was that a fight I heard? Theseus, listen. This is a border raid. A bunch of Theban soldiers have just made off with my daughters down to the main road. Creon here is responsible for all this. I want a whole division on their track. Beat off the Thebans, bring the women back. How dare you come here and impose on us? Don't you know where you are? This is Colonus, sacred to both Poseidon and Athene. This grove houses our tutelary deities, the Eumenides you've heard of. And if any stranger like you bursts in with impudent eyes, hoping to take our people by surprise, you'll find more trouble than you realize. You can't march in here and bear off any prize that takes your fancy. What are the decencies? Your people will be ashamed of you. I know Thebes, a fine place, but you're in Athens now. A man of your age and experience should know how to behave. Have you no sense? I want the girls back here immediately, or you remain a hostage here with me. Take notice now, I mean this seriously. Theseus, I've no quarrel with you, although I'm rather taken aback by your insistence on giving refuge to an incestuous patricide. Athenian practice, and you have your reasons, grants no asylum to such dangerous persons, so I felt within my rights to trace him here, even at the risk of breaching your frontier. I come to offer him a safe return. He greets me with suspicion, pride, and scorn. Theseus puts you on your best behavior. You come here looking for his grace and favor and praising his wise government to the skies. Here you are, pretending to be my savior and trampling stupidly upon holy ground like some barbarian ignorant of the niceties. Athens owes her distinction on this earth to a true love of the gods who brought her forth. But you come blundering into their sacred space to abduct my daughters and destroy my peace. 
I ask the kind ones in whose grove you are to back the Athenians if it comes to war. While we stand talking, the raiders are halfway home. Creon and I will ride out, intercept them, and bring your daughter safely back to you. Athens won't stand for this sort of invasion, and when we choose, we are a fighting nation. We negotiate an exchange of prisoners, and if that doesn't work, so much the worse. Perverse thrill of war, glitter of lance and shield, concert of sword and spear as the mild buzzard gazes on a hot, furious field or a sun-dazzled shore where upon summer days the bright weapons glare. Theseus will be found where the fighting is most intense and the death wind whirls with greatest violence. Out there he will recover the two frightened girls, proxies for their father, and bring them safely here. Jingling with bit and bridle, taking the coastal road, Colonus' young men ride with Theseus' soldiery, watched over by grey-eyed Athene and old Poseidon, trident and dripping beard, earthshaker, lord of the sea. Oh, for the wings of a dove to flutter and fly above the clouds and the dust clouds with wide panoptic eye. We shall prevail. The gods are with us. We shall see Ismene and Antigone restored to their father's love. All quiet. The king is coming up the road with your two daughters safely at his side. Where are you? Are you there? Are you all right? We're fine now, after our initial fright. Now, listen. There's the sign. The time has come. The gods are calling me to my final home. I can almost feel my way. Come on, Antigone. Let's go. This is as good a time as any. The lightning. It's a long time now since I looked up in wonder at the changing sky. So many years with no light in my head. What more I have to say, I'll share it with the dead. senses he goes to the dark wood with birdsong in his ears and the leaves listening perhaps he even hears the blue water glistening no sane person resents the natural life sentence for where lies the advantage in a prolonged old age decrepitude and pain death comes to everyone no music no song and dance can check our last decline Best not to have been born. Next best, a brisk return to the prenatal night. When once our youth is past, griefs come thick and fast. Rancor, reproach, and spite. Not many we can trust, and the mind gone at last. 
This is the general fate. Oedipus too, of course, who morning, noon, and night, like a storm-beaten cliff in distant northern seas, weathered the bitter blows that broke over his life. And are they finished yet? He's gone. Between the chasm and the rock stairs, he paused a bit between the wooden banisters. Such thunder in the sky, we were scared stiff, as if the whole earth might implode. As if the gods themselves had made some fateful vow. We screamed aloud, and really frightened now, clung childishly to our old father's knees, while he, clutching us as we clung there, said, this is the last of your responsibilities. It was hard, I know, said he, but the end is here. One thing consoles us this side of the grave and even beyond it, and that thing is love. But now I'm called for. The immortal gods wait patiently beyond the thunderclouds. Your love sustained me while I was alive. Now you must find some other way to live. Suddenly, to our amazement, we heard a voice, a God voice speaking from above the storm. Oedipus, it announced, the time has come. He vanished as if drawn into a cloud where the earth opened and closed above his head. While he was alive, we helped him bear the pain of his own fate and our strange origin. Now we are left to face these things alone. As much in the dark, it seems, as he was then. You girls are innocent of any crime. I never thought there would come a time when I would weep for a lost martyrdom. There was defiance. There was perverse pride, even in misery, at our father's sight. What will become of us with our father dead? Now, no more tears. He died a gentle death and lies in his own chosen piece of earth. So be it, Theseus. But from this grove, now send us home to the Thebes we fear and love. Enough of sacrifice, enough of grief. It's time now to get on with a new life. While we stand amiably conversing here, our stupid brothers have prepared for war. Perhaps we can put an end to their pointless strife. Oedipus lies at peace in his dark tomb, and so remains now and in time to come. This was a chronicle of despair and grace. Whatever the future, nothing can now replace the fierce integrity of its taking place. Be it disastrous, tragic or sublime, what happens once has happened for all time. Peace.